this is the role that is the key conversion driver. And there may be multiple roles. We talk about the seven different patient conversions in the elective journey. Mm -hmm. So technically, there are closers at each of those points of conversion. But the ultimate closer is the counseling professional who is converting a candidate into scheduling their procedure. Success Confidentials are conversations around elective growth. What drives it and what sustains it? Are you ready to think outside the box and do healthcare differently? You'll learn from our missteps, our successes, and change the way that you think about elective healthcare. So let's have some fun. <laughs> let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Lauren and Christine with the Patient Whispers, bringing you another Success Confidential. I'm Christine. I brought a business background with me into healthcare eight years ago and really completely pivoted our elective practice model to treat it like a business and treat our team like sales, customer service, and concierge agents and our patients as if they were VIP customers. I'm Lauren. I worked in private practice for four years. My journey first started as a patient ambassador. I'm a next generation marketing guru and growth strategist, really teaching private practices how how to meet their consumers where they're already at, which is online and lead their consumers into action. Okay, what if we really dive in and dig deep and talk about the closer in an elective practice? Yes, and can you explain before we get started what a closer really is for people that aren't familiar with this terminology or just have heard us use it a lot, but we haven't broken down for them yet. This is the role that is the key conversion driver. And there may be multiple roles. We talk about the seven different patient conversions in the elective journey. Mm -hmm. So technically, there are closers at each of those points of conversion. But the ultimate closer is the counseling professional who is converting a candidate into scheduling their procedure. When I joined private practice, we were not set up as an elective driven practice. Mm -hmm. We were not set up with a success model for increasing conversions and increasing revenue through our elective procedures. Mm -hmm. So there was no closer. And we see this a lot in practices mm -hmm. that are very similarly looking to pivot their model and really take their refractive or elective business seriously. Mm -hmm. That person's missing. and. In the practice I joined, you have the counseling doctor who does not, in a lot of cases, doesn't view themselves as the closer. They are counseling the patient on a medical procedure. They don't want to feel like they are at that point of sales, mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, and so, and, and usually while they play a, a significant role in the conversion process of educating and connecting with the patient, this is typically not the best role to be the closer mm -hmm. because again they are count they are the counseling medical professional or maybe they have the surgery scheduler mm -hmm. that is kind of the makeshift closer and in many practice models this also is not efficient because this person if they are also scheduling all other surgeries and many times 
doing some technician and pre-op work, they really don't have the time or the ability to connect with the patient Mm -hmm. in the way that the premium elective patient needs Mm -hmm. to feel during that closed process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or what if the front desk is responsible? Yes, this role is multitasking. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're answering phones, checking in patients. So they don't have the time or undivided attention or usually the training Mm -hmm. to know how to convert a candidate into scheduling and walk them through those final questions, hesitations, payment plans, all the little roadblocks that can pop up at that point of scheduling really is an art of learning how to navigate that conversion. And so all of these players that the practice I joined or many practices that kind of consider their closer are really not optimized or set up for success. And you really see the effects of that in the lack of growth and lack of revenue increase in the elective model. When you entered private practice, what was the big change you brought to pivot this model? At that point, since we were just launching and really taking seriously this elective business model and setting big goals and KPIs, I really took the opportunity to stop and think of it as a business, which is the world I came from. And so we created this position, which is the patient concierge, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's not clinical, and they have complete investment and one responsibility, which is to convert patients through multiple stages of the conversion process, but most specifically as the closer. And so you create this position where the team member is completely invested. Their entire success is measured mm-hmm. off of the premium conversion process. In a practice where this concept or position is a new idea, who is the person that takes this role? Well, in the beginning, that was me. <laughs> and I think it depends on your practice model, mm-hmm. obviously. But the key really is for this person to, number one, be trained Mm -hmm. in the art of conversion. And I know in healthcare, we don't like to call it sales because it should never feel like sales, but it is the art of sales, Mm -hmm. the art of connecting and influencing this person's ability to make a decision on something Mm -hmm. that they want to do. They Mm -hmm. came to us for this and it's learning how to pick up on their their cues, their verbal and nonverbal expressions, and navigate the conversation for them. So definitely they have to be trained in that art and invested in. The other important aspect is that they must have the time to give these patients their undivided attention. Mm -hmm. Patients can tell if they are just another patient in your busy, busy schedule and you don't really have the time to devote to them. They have to feel like they're the most important person in the world. And so it's very important for them to have the time commitment and not be juggling too many other responsibilities Mm -hmm. or roles where they're not even just available. Mm -hmm. What do we mean by available? Yes, when we think of investing our marketing in new leads or Mm -hmm. interest, if someone inquires and they are not quickly responded to, we know that that decreases our chance of conversion. So having this person in essence standing by or Mm -hmm. able to quickly get back with new Mm -hmm. inquiries is so essential. They can't be busy all eight hours of the day and then come back to a desk with 
30 voicemails and not have time to get back with these patients or even follow up with patients who are in the funnel Mm -hmm. that they've built a relationship with and haven't quite converted or closed, they have to have the time to invest in pursuing these patients. And, And we know coming out of practice, there's a massive amount of revenue mm-hmm. left on the table in practices every single day from not investing time into that follow-up process. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about being invested. Mm-hmm. How would you define this? Mm-hmm. Being invested is so important for really all of our team members, obviously. But in this role specifically, I think being invested has a different meaning. Mm -hmm. And a great example of this is a secret shopper call we did the other day Mm -hmm. with a certain practice. And the professional who answered the phone uh, was polite. They were somewhat knowledgeable, uh, but they, they did not control the conversation or create any sense of excitement or Mm -hmm reason to move forward in the process and schedule a consultation. And it was very clear to us that this team member was in no way incentivized or invested in the outcome of the call. Their goal was to answer the call and give information. Mm -hmm. There was no goal of conversion. And so they were not invested in that conversion point at all. And this is such a huge perspective shift to understand that the team members who are at these points of conversion, most specifically the closer, mm-hmm. must be invested. They need to care whether this patient moves forward or mm-hmm. not. There has to be a reason why every single patient that is in front of them at that point in the process, it's their highest priority mm-hmm. to convert at that point. They have to be invested in the outcome. What is the most common reason we see practices don't have this position? I think for one, we all know hiring is difficult right now. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to find the right team members, let alone add a whole new position. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one aspect. The other is, okay, if this is a new role, how do we train this person? Mm -hmm. How do we establish their KPIs and their goals and their reporting and the incentives? What does this model look like? So that can be a big hesitation. I think the other thing is a lack of buy-in. If we don't understand the impact that this makes to our business model Mm -hmm. and our bottom line growth, we avoid adding payroll dollars and we feel like this can be absorbed in other team members' roles unless we understand the massive impact that it can make to our bottom line. And what does that look like? A way I like to look at it is if you are spending, say, $150 a lead or an Mm -hmm. inquiry for your elective services, every lead that doesn't convert, every phone call that's missed because we don't have an available team member, every web form that's filled out that isn't responded to within 10, 15 minutes, an hour max, is money that you're throwing into the wind. It's an investment that there is no ROI. Another way I like to look at it, which is what I always did in practice, is to work backwards. What are our revenue goals? Mm -hmm. How many patients is that? And then what are our conversion rates? You know, work backwards to see what's the volume of new inquiries. If a new inquiry is really nurtured in the appropriate way, how much time does that take? with a real human 
when they come in for a consultation? What does that process look like? How much time does that take? That closing conversion process, the follow-ups, patients who don't convert or aren't quite there yet, what amount of time are we investing in follow-up calls? And, and you add that up, and it's very easy to see that that is at least a full-time position, mm-hmm. um, and usually more, depending on the size of your practice, to really have just the mathematical equation to actually execute the success model that you've already established is your goal. So if we want to see our elective business grow, mm-hmm. what's your takeaway? We have to treat it like a business if we're really serious, and we have to rethink our model, our structure, our team members, and we have to have at least one person, probably more, but starting with one person who is completely invested in the success day in, day out of that growth and that patient conversion process.